Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, boys, put down your utensils. I want to talk to you about something real quick. If there's anything that you want to talk about, any kind of secrets, now's the time to put it on the table, okay? And if you tell me, we're not going to do that. This is Dirt and Sprague. I went to the petting zoo and I... I let the goat look at my brother. Well, honey, promise you wouldn't get mad, okay? They're just, they're being honest. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. One time I put a firefly on my butt. Why? To make my farts glow. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I touched myself to Drew Carey on the past, right? God. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. The Fan. All right, welcome back in hour number two. Dirt Sprague with you on this uh, beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, we might have to change when we play that open. Why? My kids are getting older, man. They're starting to be like other adults and... Like, hey, I heard your heard your dad's radio show today, and uh, boy, that open at seven a.m. It's a good one. It's a classic. It is a classic. You're the right. peaches and cream open. You know what? You're right. I'm, it's a calling card of our show, right there. I'm doing something somewhat in the public, and <laughs> she's just gonna have to live her life that way. You have to live. You have to understand. This is what daddy does for work. That is the greatest thing that I have ever contributed to this stupid radio station. I disagree. That that is a dynamite open. And I knocked it out of the park. You had a jams, jams. <laughs> I jams get in my own head, and I can't swallow, <laughs> and I have to like spit it out. That's yeah. You get it in your own head, like the flexibility, like that is just man. We could break that down. There should be a combine for this. That we were in the trust tree. It is a trust nest. tree. Thought yeah, we were in the... I'm just reminding you what happened in the trust tree. Okay, gotcha. Evidently, you had a great time. You had a great time. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Angie Machado is going to join us at seven thirty today. She's live in Las Vegas. Um, we've got Ken Barkley an hour from now, and I'm sure Dirt's got all kinds of fun things to do with us for the next hour and a half. <laughs> I, I want to start the second hour. So Swag and I are not going to be here tomorrow. No, you guys are bailing on a Friday. We are. I, I've, I've been to one Seahawks game my whole life. It was the first year that the clink opened. They had AJ Feely and the Eagles in town because McNabb got hurt. But I remember the Eagles team pulled off all those wins and the Seahawks were awful. And so I went to that game and the Eagles kicked their ass. Uh, coincidentally, it was the same game T.O. did the star thing in Dallas. And, you know, that was my Seahawk experience. I've been up there a few times for other sporting events, uh, but I'm excited. It's my second NFL game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I've listened to a lot of degenerate uh, radio okay. and podcasts. 
I'm incredibly nervous because I'm on a nice streak here. My baseball team just won the World Series. My Beavs won the Civil War. The Blazers are playing good basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niners, who I you know, kind of root for the Niners, uh, they're, they're having a great year. I'm nervous that the game I go to is going to be the game they lose. You're the bad luck charm. Uh, not so much I'm the bad luck charm, just bad luck timing, because this is an interesting spot for the Seahawks. They really need this game, and so do the Niners, by the way. But the Niners are coming in, no Debo. Brock Purdy's banged up, and Brock Purdy hasn't played in Seattle before. That's a different atmosphere. First road game. and First road game. And this is Seattle, who got just absolutely embarrassed by San Francisco in their first game. They couldn't do anything offensively. Nope. They desperately need this, this game, man, for their playoff stakes. So I'm nervous that I'm going to go see a loss tonight. But <laughs> I'm excited to go to it anyway and see the rivalry. Look, I'm, I think it's a great Thursday night game because of the storylines for both teams. Seattle needs a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. We're continuing to follow San Francisco and wonder, can a, can a Brock Purdy-led 49ers team make a run in the playoffs? And if he goes in and looks good and they can do this on the road and they can show they can do it without Debo, one of their best playmakers, I think the belief is only going to continue to grow. You you know my hot take I gave on Monday. I'm already buying all of the Brock Purdy stock. I, I don't think there's much of a dif- uh, difference between him and Garoppolo. I think he's more mobile than Garoppolo. And the 49ers have won an NFC championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo attempting eight passes. You don't need him to do much. They play defense and they run the football. And you should always be scared because we don't know how these games are going to play out, right? Like all the conventional wisdom last week told us the Dolphins were going to torch the Chargers. The Chargers' defense isn't good. Their offensive line is banged up. The Miami's coming off a loss. They're looking for a bounce back. If they don't win it, they're good. they might lose three in a row. Like all the conventional wisdom said Miami would, would smoke the Chargers, and it was one of people's favorite, favorite bets last week, and that didn't happen. That's the NFL. I am fully in on that trap, though, this week. I'll tell you right now, it's 7.08. I'm spraying the line on this game. You taking the Seahawks? No, I'm taking the 49ers. Oh, really? I'm taking the 49ers. Seattle, when you look at their last month or so. It hasn't been good. It's been horrible. They got ran all over by the Raiders. They lost to the Buccaneers in Germany. Their only win in that stretch was a come-from-behind win against Wolford and the Rams, a game that they very easily could have lost. 20 seconds away from losing that They game. are 20 seconds away from losing four in a row to the Bucks, who are below 500, I think. The Raiders, who are definitely below 500. The Rams who are below 500 and the Panthers who are below 500. Like, that's a really rough stretch of football. Their defense has been bad. They're not running the football at the same clip that they could earlier in the year. And that's why I think this matchup is perfect for San Francisco. You can tell me that Seattle has more on the line because they need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. But I can also flip that and say the 49ers win this game, the division's over. They win. I mean, there's a slimmer of hope for Seattle. No, it's it's over. It probably it's is over. already over. But yes. They clinch it with a win. They clinch they it with a win. Tiebreaker, it's yeah. over. I'm saying if Seattle wins, you're only a game back. I don't think Seattle is going to win the division if they, even if they win tonight. But there's at least that, hey, they're still alive, all that, blah, blah, blah. I think the 49ers, I think they want to end it tonight. Division's over. They know they're, they know they're hosting a playoff game. They don't have to worry about I, it. I would also add, like, it, it's not meant to say San Francisco, this isn't important for them. That would be ridiculous. Minnesota, the way they've played with their negative point differential. Yes. Minnesota could still have a couple hiccups here. The Niners conceivably playing for second. In the West, which means you get a divisional round playoff game at home, absolutely less of an upset. All that kind of well, and then also like you know, it just depends who you take on. I think the two seed would take on the winner between Tampa and Dallas if that stays the matchup. Correct. Uh, the two seed, yeah, they take two, on the winner. Two seven, back. three six, four five. Yeah. So if they could get past their first round matchup, which I would imagine they will. It's the NFL playoffs. I guess you never know. But never know. Never know. It, it, you assume, you just. I'm saying that you avoid the Eagles till the NFC title game. If if you can get that far and you host two games, you get those two playoff games before you have to go 
maybe on the road to Philadelphia. So this game is massive for San Francisco as well. But I just look at the Seattle angle here, and I I don't know what to attribute this to because it's one thing, you know, for the Dolphins, use them as an example here. You go on the road, you lose to the Niners, okay. Lose to the Chargers, bit of a surprise, but still, okay, you're on the road. And now you go to Buffalo. I think everybody's picking them to lose that game this weekend. That's not going to shock anybody. The Seahawks have been carved up yep. by the likes of, checks notes, the Raiders and the Panthers at home. Can't stop the run. They can't, they're giving up 160 yards a game on the ground, and the 49ers are one of the best rushing offenses in the league. The Raiders were coming, they were coming into Seattle when Seattle was coming off of a bye, and yep. that was their defensive performance. Can Seattle dictate when Brock Purdy has to throw it? Because they have ball hawks in the secondary. But if San Francisco gets to pick and choose when they let Brock Purdy throw it, it's going to be a long night. Well, I, I just wonder what the, what the game plan here, here is. Because defensively, they got to do something. Like, they have no ability to stop the run right now. You have to get right McCaffrey now. early and get him on the ground. I think you just, don't you just kind of stack the box and say Brock Purdy's going to win this game if they're going to win? Yeah, I also that's think easier that's easier said than done. I think that was Tampa's game plan last week, and the 49ers scored 28 points in the first half. You're 100% Now, right. again, they're, they were at home, and now they're on the road. Brock Purdy is banged up. He had a, what, rib injury or whatever. He was questionable. He's going to play. He's been at practice all week, so all signs are pointing to Brock Purdy being in the lineup. Um, but, that, I mean, that's going to be the game plan. I just think it's that's the difficulty of Kyle Shanahan and the way that they can use – their short, quick pass game to essentially be an extension of the run game, it makes them nearly impossible to stop when they're executing at a high level because you can get screen the screen game going. I know Debo's not going to be there tonight, but you still have Ayuk on the outside, who's an absolute weapon. Uh, you have the best tight end, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Like They're just loaded. They're loaded with weapons and an offensive line that can create space. And until I see Seattle show that they have the ability to stop the run, and look, this is the NFL. Again, it, I, maybe we, I come in tomorrow and you guys are gone and we're like, holy smokes, what a win for the Seahawks. Just the way that they've been just gorged on the ground the last month of the season, the 49ers are one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. And so I think you're essentially turning it around, and there's a whole other angle there with Seattle of what do you do going forward. Oh, I want to get We're going to get into that in just a second. And you're asking your quarterback and Geno Smith to essentially be perfect because his defense has not been playing at a high level. And all of a sudden, a run game with Kenneth Walker you're feeling good about like a month ago. Now they're not running the football anymore. I believe he is he back today because my my brother texted me yesterday and said Ken he's Walker off in. the injured list, so he did not appear on the injured list after practice oh, Wednesday. So the assumption is he is available for Pete Carroll. That's huge. I mean, that, that's huge. That's a, it's a big upgrade. They're gonna have to be able to run the ball if they want any chance in this game. I agree with that. I, I more on this. I, I think there's also an angle on Seattle I want to get to before we talk with Angie Machado of BeaverBlitz.com live from Las Vegas. Uh, I'll tell you what that is, and we'll get to it next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh angie machado beaverblitz.com coming up at the bottom of the hour get her thoughts on the bowl game between oregon state and florida uh, we were talking Niners Seahawks, and I'm excited to see this game tonight. I think it's going to be a great game. Thursday football is usually terrible, and at least we got two pretty good teams squaring off in a divisional game that means a lot for both. You know, you mentioned the Seahawks. I, I find them uh, a fascinating team all year. Geno stuff has been great, mm-hmm. and their defense went from being just terrible to then respectable to now they're back to terrible. So, like, what are they going to be tonight? You know, right now, I, I know Seahawks fan knows this, but how many people are like, are where right now the second pick in the draft is the Seattle Seahawks because of Denver? The Seattle Seahawks trade of Russell Wilson gave the Den- gave them the Denver Broncos first round pick, and the Broncos are so embarrassingly bad that Seattle has a second pick in the draft this year. And it's, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. They're done for the year. Denver's got nothing to play for. Russ, Russ has got concussed. Yeah, they're, and, and there's, there's kind of a gap there, too, between some of the teams, I feel like. Uh, there's a handful of teams with four wins, and yeah. I just I don't see Denver climbing above them or below them, however you want to look at it in the standings. The question is, can they remain ahead of Chicago? Houston's going to have the number one overall pick. They're not winning a game, it feels like, the rest of the year. I think they get Kansas City this weekend. Uh, can they jump ahead of Chicago? That's the question. Or stay ahead of Chicago, I should say, because both those teams are 3-10 and 10 right now, fighting for the number two pick. I think it depends on Fields' plays. I know he sat out of practice yesterday, so we'll see what happens there in Chicago, but... Seattle gets the second pick in the draft. Here's the interesting thing. Brady Henderson of ESPN, he's a good friend of this show. He was on ESPN overnight. And the kind of looming thing in the background for them is, what are you doing at the most important position in football? Are you going to look to restart? Or are you going to find that Geno Smith is kind of your guy for the next couple years? And, you know, if it works out, you give him another contract and you see where you go from there. Here was Brady Henderson's thought on how Seattle and Geno are going to navigate the offseason. I think it's uncertain, and you know, a lot of people might assume that well, the Seahawks have found you know their their quarterback, and look, whatever happens to Geno after this season, let's just pause and acknowledge that this is one of the wildest stories uh, that we've seen in a long time. I think it might be the story of the the year in the NFL, or at least it's up there. 
I, I don't know if they're going to be able to agree on a price. I know that they're going to want him back, and they're going to try really hard to do that. But um, I wonder if they might view everything that's happened in the past four months between Russell Wilson leaving their system and falling flat on his face and Geno Smith, meanwhile, going from a backup for the past seven seasons to a Pro Bowl caliber starter. I wonder if they're going to view that as to some degree a reflection uh, of their system. Well, I don't know how they don't. I mean, how, if you're the Seahawks and you see Russ playing like this and Geno stepping up and being this, how do you not, you know, how do you not like the taste of what you're putting down? It, yeah. You got to think it's a lot of us and not so much them. Conversely, the other way, Geno, you know, I think Geno's going to get a fair deal. If it's some million dollar range for a couple years, I think that's totally fair. If it's 35, I wouldn't be shocked. But if you're Geno, you do have to evaluate evaluate your situation. Because you are thriving, I think, because you got great targets. And also the offense kind of fits your skill set really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 we'll talk about the number two pick here in a second. But I think for the most part, this is going to sort itself out. I, I, I think the Seahawks have a quarterback for a couple years. I, I don't think it's easy to answer. Because I think the question that I come back with is, how do they feel about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? Now, Bryce Young is expected to be the number one overall pick by most people uh, going into the NFL draft. Bryce Young probably going to Houston. There's a really good chance that Seattle's going to end up with the second or third pick in the draft. Do you love C.J. Stroud? Are your scouts telling you that C.J. Stroud is the answer? Because how that that's a tough situation to be in. Well, is he going to be there? Houston's probably going to take him, right? Well, I think Houston's going to take Bryce Young. I mean, most people assume Bryce Young's going to really? go number one. Really? I would be stunned if Bryce Young goes one. Ah, most mock drafts that I've read have had Bryce Young going number one overall because Houston's oh. desperate for a quarterback. But yeah. maybe they go C.J. Stroud, and then they, the question becomes, do you love Bryce Young if Bryce Young's available? Seattle's in an interesting position here, and I think there's multiple layers to it. How much is Geno Smith going to ask for? Because he's 32 going on 33. So are you cool paying a guy, uh, you know, $35 million a year that's 33 and it's been kind of one season? You, you, you feel like he fits in your offense. You've got good weapons. You've improved your offensive line. You did that last year in the NFL draft. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it is going to hamstring your ability to go else, you know, spend money elsewhere on the roster. And does Seattle feel like they genuinely have a chance here in the next two, three years to win at the highest level? Because that would be the question I'm asking myself. If the answer to that question is no, I, I don't think you can go wrong saying, hey, Gino, that was an unbelievable year, but we got a chance to go draft a, what we believe to be a generational talent, and we can't pass up on that opportunity. If you do decide to keep Geno Smith, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, then you're in a great position because you can go get one of these defensive studs to improve uh, that side of the football for you with the second or third pick, whatever it ends up being. I think it's a win-win situation for him, but a lot of it to me is going to depend on how, how does Geno play down the stretch. He's had a great year. He's been an unbelievable story. They have taken a little bit away from the run game the last month, and his numbers have come back to earth a little bit. He's thrown more interceptions in the last three weeks. They've lost three of their last four games. I'm not saying it's Geno Smith's fault, but I do think the rest of the year is a challenge of there's film on you. People know what you like to do. You came out of nowhere out of the gates. How do you finish the season? Do you finish strong or do you limp to the finish line? Because that would sway my opinion of, am I going to give this guy $35 million a year? He did acknowledge this week. He said, I got to stop throwing, I got to stop forcing the ball into certain places. He's, yep. He has done that more recently. Recently. I think some of that is a byproduct of he doesn't feel like he's got a lot of run support. No, he doesn't. They can't run yeah, the football. If, Ken, if Kenneth Walker is back for him tonight, that should ease things a little bit. It should help. That dude's a freaking bowling ball, He's man. a beast. Uh, I think the big thing is, uh, for the Seahawks, I, I think if they can sign Geno to a two-year deal, maybe there's a third-year option, maybe it's incentive-laden based on 
you know, wins, how many games he plays, all that sort of stuff. Um, they'll use that. You've got Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama and Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. I'm going to tell you right now, Seahawks fan, at least what I've seen from the media, and I worked, I interned up there. The media is, they're all fans. Um, they, they're, they're all in on Jalen Carter. Jalen yeah. Carter is, it's a, it's a need too. Like, not that Will Anderson's not good. It's just their defensive line is Nwosu, and that's it. Yeah, you've got to stop the run. You need a somebody to plug that hole in the middle of the line. Yes, and, that, and Jalen Carter is, and they got no a issues monster. looking for a quarterback in the third round. All, all, everything sets up to man. We took Geno Smith off the scrap heap. Now he, you know, for seven weeks was in the discussion as NFL MVP. Um, they're a run heavy, you know. As run heavy an offensive plan as there is in in the NFL. So let's see who might be around at the third or fourth round. And if we can keep Geno for a couple of years, groom somebody. Yeah. I I think if your run game is healthy, like I I just, I'm kind of a believer in it. I I noted this last year, and like I don't blame anybody for reacting how they reacted, but like Geno had some spots last year. I can't remember what game it was. He came in when Russ got hurt. He played a couple games early in the year, yeah. But, like, the numbers were bearing out. He was throwing in the middle of the field. Russ was not doing that. That that That's hard to gather, but, like, when the facts and the stats come out and they just show you the reality is this guy does this, this guy doesn't, mm-hmm. it opens things up. He has struggled a little bit the last four weeks. He's also had no run game. No. And not his fault. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's actually been that bad. I think they should lock him up. I think getting Jalen Carter at number two would be big. Despite Todd McShay saying this guy has quote unquote character issues yeah, today. I want to get to that today. Did um, he say that about Panay Sewell? Yes, he did. He's the same person who said that Let about Panay Let me ask Penny you this Sewell. though. Like the only concern I have over this, is there a breaking point for asking price? Well, I'm sure there is a breaking point. Like because I, we're all going on the assumption that Geno's had one good year and he's gonna like yeah. enter this level headed. What if he's like pay me forty five million dollars sure. a year? Then you say kick rocks like there's yeah. you're not going to put yourself go, in a bad go get situation. it somewhere else and don't doesn't russell wilson the russell wilson thing that all of us got wrong admittedly i'm yeah. here telling you for the eighth time this year i got it wrong i was wrong i couldn't have been more wrong didn't that situation kind of tell you that they have a point they unless they get a josh allen in the draft i think they have a breaking point on almost everybody at that position well yeah. and i also think yeah. there's a breaking point in the market I think people are going to be scared off. It's like, okay, yeah, Geno popped, but how much is that a function of how they? I mean, set Kirk Cousins up? got nearly a hundred million fully well, guaranteed when yeah. he finally entered the market. Swag, let teams me, are desperate for quarterbacks. And, and yeah, I think Swag. I think he's right there because you tell me. I know it seems funny to say out loud now, but you tell me what are the Jets with Geno? This Geno yeah. Smith yeah. versus the Colts, what they have the Commanders. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, the, the big Saints, question will be Falcons. How many years is Geno looking for? Like a four or five year deal. We don't know that, but yeah, I, well, I, no. I don't see teams willing to go more than three with him. I think he's I think he's in a good uh, position where he's going to get paid, and he should. His his numbers bear out somebody that should make like $35 million, based on what the market is mm-hmm. at that position, 30 to $35 million a year for Geno Smith. Oh, you, if you get him to the 30 to 35 range, you take it in a heartbeat. That's where Matt Ryan is. It's where Carson Wentz is. Yes. It's where Jared Goff is. It's where Ryan Tannehill is, right? Like, these guys are all 30 to 35. And Jared I, Goff, great comp. Yeah, and I, I would probably take Jared Goff over Geno Smith. It's but, been but a favorite size, but how close yeah. are they to you? You know Very what I mean? Close, it's, yeah. it's a sliver. So I, I, I think Seattle's in an in, – they're in a good spot. 
Like I know they want to win tonight, and maybe they will. I'd almost argue losing tonight and not having a great finish to your season, which is possible because you got San Francisco, Kansas City, the Jets coming up. Like they got a tough stretch here in the yes, next month. Uh, I would argue not finishing great is better for them. Well, they still have their own picks, so they exactly. can have two top ten picks. Exactly. They could have the number two Man. pick and the number ten pick in the draft. That's and you yeah. have the chance. The way that they hit, like the funny thing about the Russ Geno stuff is. Well, trading Russ allowed them to get the assets they needed to improve their offensive line, which is what they always couldn't do when Russ was here because they paid him so much money and he couldn't sign guys and didn't have the salary cap space. They get all those draft picks. They've improved their offensive line. They drafted another running back. You give them two more top ten picks, man, you just continue to stockpile. No matter what happens tonight for Seattle, they're in a really good position going forward. But we do need the red team to win. Uh, Yeah. Yes, we well, I mean, I'm be- I'm put I'm spraying the line on the 49ers, and I already locked in my bet on the 49ers. Is it so at? I- was it at three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, I hate that hook. I hate the hook too. But I hate that hook. Give me a hooker. Uh, all right, coming up next, Oregon State and Florida in the Vegas Bowl on Saturday at 11:30 a.m. Angie Machado, BeaverBlitz.com, joins us live from Sin City next, and don't forget uh, Ken Barkley at 8 a.m. from You Better You Bet. All that is ahead. Daily tickers next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back in. Daily Ticker Time. Brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. We're awaiting to see if uh, Angie Machado will hop on. Maybe Vegas got the best of her. Night one. You never know. Vegas will do that to you. I had somebody from Florida yesterday say, hey, I can't I can't do the hit, but I got somebody out in Vegas covering the game. Here's the contact. <laughs> I've told them that you're going to reach out and they want to do the hit. Uh-huh. I text the person. They never responded. I'm texting Angie. She's not responding. It's Vegas, man. Dude, I think Vegas is getting the media. Has there ever been a time that you have gone to Vegas and not overdone it on the first night? Uh, I've only been one time, and you were there when I did it on the first night. And we overdid it. Well, we did it well, though. We had a great time. We did it. Great time. But we overdid it. We did. I, Vegas in, in golf trips with the boys, it is impossible to... Like even keel start your trip. Yeah, it is. It is you you are all in. Your chips are in the middle of the table, 
And every time you learn your lesson the hard way and you wake up on morning number one and you think, why the hell did I do that to myself? Now I'm in a world of yeah. pain. So you have to do it in reverse for the West Coast Conference tournament because you go to, you know, you're like got games. Well, that's different. When you go to Vegas to work, yeah, it's yeah. you can't, you know, you're calling games. That's a little different than being there to, uh, she's got nothing to do probably today. Well, she landed at like almost 1 a.m. Yeah, she basically was like, did you really need me? I'll do it. And I was like, well, I don't want to make you. And she's like, no, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, great. And you know, when you send a text on the iPhone and it says, delivered under it it's not saying delivered i think her phone is dead phone's dead she had a, she probably hit a couple of slot machines on her way up to the room and next thing you know it's four in the morning well, and it's like pr- wait yeah. i gotta hit it 7 30 you probably got tipsy on the plane right as you should when you get to vegas you jump off you see the slot machines here we go Woo-hoo! lights are flashing wayne newton's still sexy uh, 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 Adele's there, uh, and before you know it, it's 3 a.m. and you're going to bed. Yeah, somebody said, anyone just, uh, you overdo it at the Henry Taverns in Portland on the way to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we, we that happened to us. Yeah. Actually, that was exactly Actually, where we got. The Henry's Tavern. I got hammered is at Is Henry's Tavern still there? Is that still there? Uh, no, it is defunct. Away. Defunct now? I don't know if anyone has uh, inhabited that establishment. It's a short flight, and so you're, I mean, Dude, you're getting was, lubed up. Oh, my, me, you, and Coog Ludes. <laughs> oh, man, we got out of it. We got after it. I think we had like three or four God, I love Vegas, man. I want to go back. To, you guys should have gone to this game. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Let me ask. Would you have, if you were in my position, would you have spent the money? Because it was expensive. I w- uh, yeah, I would have thought about it. Really? Like, I'm different because I've traveled to, I've been to a lot of bowl games in the last 10 years. Like, you, this is, you're, you're getting back into it, you know? You're, this is, this is a big deal. It's your first big bowl game since when? Because I consider the Vegas... The 2012. Vegas, 2012. It's been 10 years. I mean, last year, there was their first bowl game back in a long time. It was the time. L.A. Like, nobody cared. They played Utah State in the L.A. Bowl. There was 47 people Yeah, there. Utah State. The the opponent, yeah, you should be done trying. Yeah, she's uh, not She's not going to text me back. She retweeted the tweet, though. Shout out to that, Angie. Wait, she did? Last night, she did, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did last she night. She retweeted yeah. us last night. Uh, I'm sure she'll text me at some point. Like, I am so sorry. I'm like, it's Vegas. I get it. I feel like this is an Oregon... Who else? Somebody else slept in on us recently. Wasn't it another? Was it another Beaver guest? We had somebody else that slept in on us, and we missed the interview. It wasn't Carter Baines. I feel like it's you, Beaves, man. You Beaves got to get up. What do you mean, you Beaves? Start chopping your wood. All right, we we do chop our wood. Starting on your trees. I think there's two Beaver fans here. There's Beaver fan that is cocky, sniffing. Florida's not even watching game film. They have nobody that's playing that has playing experience. And there's Oregon State fan that's doing the typical Oregon State thing. I'm nervous they're not going to win this game. I think that's kind of where you're at. So the last time you won a bowl game was 2013. Yeah. You won the Hawaii Bowl. Against Boise State, right? Against Boise State. Yeah. The year before that, you were in the Alamo Bowl. And they lost to Texas. And they lost to Texas in that game. So, yeah, Hawaii Bowl is not a big deal. L.A. Bowl, it's like, yeah, it was a big deal because you went back to your first bowl game in a decade. So that was noteworthy. Uh, but I, I do view this one. I know Florida's coming in at 6-6, six and six, but you're playing an SEC team. It's in Vegas. It's at the new Raiders Stadium. Like, this is this has been moved up the pecking order of Pac-12 bowl slots. Yeah. And so I, I view this as a, as a great game. And you know my thoughts. Like, I, San Diego. You view great. it as a great game. Uh, I do. I, it sucks now that Florida's got half their team I out. Say, Florida's like, that's, part. That's makes the bummer. But that's not Oregon State's fault. No, right? no, no, no. They're no. showing up. Most of their guys are playing in this game that are healthy enough to be able to play. Like you, you know my thoughts though in terms of like San Diego's awesome. It's warm. The weather's good. I'd rather go to the Vegas Bowl. <laughs> like if I'm traveling as a fan. I think there's more to do in Vegas than almost any other city that you could go to. Um, and so for that reason, I, I probably would have considered taking a little December trip to Vegas. It's chilly, but you go you go have fun, man. Vegas is always a doozy. I just I didn't want to go alone. 
I, you know, I wanted to take my wife. We should have taken the show. Let's take the equipment. Why don't we go to Vegas? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do some live shows I'm from the sure, win. I'm, I'm sure we'd sell that right away. Play um, some golf over out there. What the hell are we doing here, man? I'd have you to... give us on a Shadow Creek. Yeah, what are you doing? Come on. A thousand bucks around. Kind of yeah. curious what the weather is like right now. I got to look that up. But I'll pull it up. I want to take the wife, and you know, flights were damn near a thousand dollars. Tickets were going to be three hundred dollars, and hotel was probably going to be another three four hundred dollars. Like this is the part. Like I say, two grand trip. Yeah. I'm going to look up Las Plus Vegas. Plus the food. Like, that's a two grand trip. Las Vegas weather on game day, uh, high of 40. It's just sunny. It's just chilly and sunny. Yeah. So you yeah. got 50s and 40s, sunny, uh, not a cloud in the sky. Lows, it does get chilly. Lows are down into the Yeah, the you're in 20s. the desert out there. So yeah, when the cold. sun goes down, there's nothing to insulate the place. But I think you feel that's like a that's got to be a pretty warm 52 today. You know, like Vegas in the sun, not a cloud in the sky. Sure. You can walk yeah, around in fine. shorts you and a T-shirt. You around. You'll be all right there. Uh, so no, Angie. I I do want to give you guys, and we can do this next if you want. You guys are going to be out tomorrow. Do you want to do you want to talk about this game? I mean, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, but I'll let no, you guys. No, there's really not much I need to talk. I've talked no, about it. You don't want to get your thoughts out. Your takes. I just gave them out. Florida's not playing. Any, but they go, should house them. Go take care of business. This should be 37 to 10. And and, and I think yeah, that'll be Jonathan Smith and you know the coaching. Bray got his deal. Smith got his deal. The assistants got some raises. It's like I think this. I would approach it as this is game one of next season. We're setting the tone for next season here. Yeah, because you might have, I mean, we don't know what they're going to be in the portal. They might strike out again, and it might be Golbranson. And I, I don't know where that would leave Beaver fan. But And so if we, you know, we know what we have coming back. and Which is a decent Gray amount. said he's going to come back now. And yeah. so, so it's like, let's go, let's start next season right now. I, I can just what I can tell you on this, because we don't need to do a whole segment on it personally. Like you can do that tomorrow. Um I can just tell you, like I've been told now three separate times, mm-hmm. this is everything to that team. I you know, Florida's putting out the good words and they're saying, oh yeah, you know, this we can do this. And I don't know what Florida will what Florida's going to be. They're coming in with a lot of unknowns because they're playing so many dudes who don't play. I just know outside of Rajon Wright and Luke Musgrave, who are both hurt, by the way, these weren't just clean opt-outs. These were guys who were hurt. They couldn't yeah. play. Yeah. And now they get ready for the draft process. Outside of them, this is a full buy-in. This is a team that understands, I think much like your team, which is going to be interesting next week to talk about because I think your team has this going on. I think they know what 10 wins would mean for them. I think they know and remember what that was like to – get embarrassed by Utah State in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. They were excited. They loved L.A. I was told they loved it a lot. And when the game started, it was <laughs> Utah State. Here we go. Yeah. Utah State played good football. Give them credit. I don't know if Vegas is really getting these guys. I think this is a different team, a different season. I've just been told separately three times, this is everything for them. And I... I'm just a believer. I'm a believer that they're going to blow Florida out. I am. They have won 10 games twice in the history of the program. Twice. 2006 was the last time it happened. They won the Sun Bowl. They were 9-4 and four in the regular season and uh, won the Sun Bowl to get to 10 wins. And the only other time you won 10 games was the, the Fiesta Bowl year. Yeah. That's it. So it's happened twice in the history of your program, and it's not happened in nearly 20 years. And so, it sh- I mean, it should be a very big deal. That is a benchmark that Oregon State has not seen very often in the history of their program. But to get there this year, I don't care what Florida's coming in. If they're shorthanded, nobody apologizes for that. Nobody's going to remember that crap. When you lost to Utah State, who was in the lineup, who was out of the lineup, I don't remember anything about that game other than Jimmy Kimmel was on my TV, and it was stupid. That's the only thing I remember about that bowl game. But you will remember getting to 
10 wins and ending your season with a statement. Well, also, it just, you know, it, it's to what Swag said. It's kind of the beginning of next year, right? Because when we talk about them in spring ball or, you know, closer to August, uh, we're going to be like, yo, you won 10 games last year. The expectation now is kind of getting set with this returning talent and mm-hmm. maybe this guy at quarterback, whoever that is, like with your coaching staff all returning. You you reset and you change the expectation, and that's what ten wins would do for them. Uh, by the way, people are saying Henry's is definitely still there. You idiots! So why are people calling me an idiot? You're an idiot. That's why you're an idiot. Did it reopen? I know it shut down. Well, the building might be there, but is it operating? The one in the airport. airport. Oh, the airport. Oh, no, I thought you meant Henry's the one. Gone. In... No, oh. yeah, we're talking about the one in the airport. I miss that Henry's though. Yeah, yeah, the that was great, great memories location. in that Henry's. I got oh. drunk. Numerous times Lots there. Lots of times. I yeah. too, yeah. I pissed next to Joel Freeland once. It was fun. We had an nice. event there one time, didn't we? We, we had did. many events. Yeah, there. we many, had events there all the time. Events. I did get hammered in the airport one, though. And I'm yes. glad to hear it's still there, because that was a great precursor to our Vegas trip. <laughs> that was one of the bummers of COVID. Yeah, it was kind of Didn't they it? go away when COVID happened? Yeah, yeah so, that pretty yeah. much... That wiped a lot of people out. Wiped, but... wiped a lot of restaurants out. Well, that was a cool building, too. It was a really cool building. I'm surprised nobody's, nobody's back in there. It's probably expensive. Are we sure the other one's close? We're hundred percent certain. I know that Henry's big, on one? Burnside closed. Okay, it shut down. The okay. big one downtown is closed. Yes. yes. Okay. All I right. don't know if somebody <laughs> has reoccupied it. Confirmed. Yet. Okay. Fact. I'm, oh. I'm as confident as you are about Jake Hayner playing in the uh, bowl game. <laughs> hey, it ended up being right. Yeah. Hey, you just got to trust your gut sometimes. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, I want to get to something. I, in the final hour, I do have a uh, fun walk down memory lane. I forgot to do this yesterday. I meant to. And so we'll have some fun with uh, some college football notes in the final hour. Ken Barkley is going to join us top of the hour. It has already started, though. It's nauseating, but it has already started. And I'll tell you what it is. That is next on the <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. Ken Barkley coming up top of the hour. 
Has the PNC Championship teed off, Swag? Is that going on yet? Chuck Woods. Because I'm watching the Golf Channel and it's some uh, international tournament. And I'm thinking, why is Tiger Woods not on my television? The Afrasia Bank. Uh, it'll be. It'll probably be around nine or probably nine or ten. Okay. I'm guessing they're teeing off around noon wherever they're playing in Florida or whatever. Tiger and Charlie, what are we doing? Come on. Get it on my screen. Did you see uh, A&M tweeted their athletics page? Texas A&M? Texas A&M. So somebody quote tweeted their tweet. And it, the, the, the Texas A&M tweet is, Mike Leach once said, Kyle Field is one of the greatest places to play on earth. It's one of Carnegie Halls of football. And somebody quote tweeted this with a photo, a cartoon drawing of a guy looking in a mirror pointing at himself. And it says, get in there and make it about you. <laughs> That's still some headlines. Let's talk about our stadium. Mike Leach once played our university. Uh, good luck, Texas A&M. Already started, and we're not even anywhere close to the NFL draft, but it has already started. Oh, yeah. I want to play the audio because I don't want to give him the attention, but I, I want to read the quote. I want to read the quote. Because I want to make fun of him. Yep. We see trending topics on Twitter sometimes, and the immediate reaction is, uh-oh, why is so-and-so trending? And one of the people trending on Twitter this morning is Todd McShay, NFL draft analyst for ESPN. And he went on one of their NFL Live, Sports Center, whatever show it was yesterday, and he was talking about the prospects in this year's NFL draft. And he brought up the fact Jalen Carter, who many people believe the Georgia defensive lineman to be a top three pick. I remember standing next to him on the sideline or near him and nearly peeing my pants. He was so huge. He said that Jalen Carter has character issues that could slide him down the 2023 draft. Ah, character. The classic character issue. He's not a good character, to ah. which people have now, with Todd McShay trending, highlighted that he goes back to his hometown in Florida and runs a free football camp for every kid in the area. Uh, does not charge them. He does a backpack, back-to-school giveaway for all the kids uh, that need supplies in his hometown of Florida. He sets up at a park and hands out backpacks and school supplies. Also provides food at that event. Also provides food for all the kids that show up to that event. And it just it's amazing to me. I said it to you off the air, and I firmly uh, stand by it. This We are nearing one of my least favorite times of the year where we get these stupid random reports from NFL evaluators that are leaked to them by GMs and agents who want players to fall or rise in the NFL draft. And the unfortunate part about all of it is that there's a lot of folks that aren't plugged in the way that we are in terms of following the news cycle day in and day out in sports, and you'll just catch a glimpse of something. You'll see a blurb on a, on a tweet or a, a bar at the bottom of your television screen, and it'll say Jalen Carter character issues, and you won't know the nuance behind it. You won't know the backstory, why it's being said. Is it actually true? And then two years from now, you'll hear his name pop up, and you'll be like, oh, isn't that the guy with character issues? Like, these things stick. They're, it's character assassination. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, why aren't there lawsuits? filed it's it's getting closer to me like if i'm a player and you're you're slandering my name on national television this isn't hey his 40 times a little slow hey he can't bench press 225 as many times as i want hey the film didn't show x y or z you're questioning my character and i i hope at some point a player fights back against this and says screw you i'm filing a lawsuit well i yeah i don't know if they'll ever get to that point but what you're saying about the measurements like those are measurables yes the, we can debate that you can't get mad at somebody saying hey you're 40 times slower than what teams want like 
your 40 time is what your 40 time is. Right. Or I saw this on film and you weren't great at beating this block or throwing into this coverage. The last character issue guy we had was coincidentally from Oregon, Penny Sewell. Albert Breer randomly had a blurb in his MMQB article and he said, there are character issues. And I remember we did a segment. We're like, what? Never heard about it. Nobody's ever talked about that. Nobody locally had heard anything about that. He was, by all reports, he didn't play as much as you'd think his career was. He didn't play as much as he did because of COVID. But I think he only played like 15 career games. Yeah, he didn't play a whole lot. But sounded like he was a stand-up guy. Mario really liked him. Like He was a hard worker. And then he went with the character issue thing. And then we went in the draft. Detroit gets him. We've heard nothing about character issues. He's been an absolute stud. He's not only an offensive lineman now, he's a tight end because um, he's that good. And so character issues to me are nothing more than pre-draft chatter to try to scare off other teams. I don't think this stuff works anymore, though. I think other teams are just like, no, we interviewed him, we like him. We're yeah, good. Yeah, we didn't find anything in our investigation. I, 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 this is hard because I, I believe, I truly to my core believe in journalism. I think the attack on journalism, the attack on media, like some of it is warranted. There's a lot of it that's not. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you're going to go on TV and talk about something other than measurables, hey, the way you line up, the way you, I don't know, shift over, bench press, run, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is you want to say physically, outside of that, I almost feel like you need to be fact-checked by somebody yeah, there, there be or back it up with examples. specific examples to cite. Yes, I want to hear like, yeah, in, in October, him and three teammates got into it at practice. He had to be taken away or he was you know, sent yeah. home for practice that day. Or he went out and partied the night before a game, or he skipped this or that. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I, you're going to have to cite that. You're going to have to start getting into this territory because you are right. I don't know about lawsuits happening. This is character assassination. Yes, and, it is. And I, I feel bad for the guy. Like, he's a beast. If I'm the Seahawks, I draft him. I don't care what Todd McShay says. Todd McShay's been wrong about a lot of things. And so character issues, quote-unquote, it's ridiculous, and I don't like that we're just allowing these guys to go on TV. He's trending right now. Do you think ESPN's happy about that, or do you think ESPN's mad about that? I would guess they're happy because he's trending and everybody's watching the clip. Yeah, it's And going, that's where yeah. we're at right now, and I don't like that. So you want to talk about the measurables, him as a prospect, okay? When you get into character issue things, we need to start fact-checking these people. You can't just throw that out and say, well, I heard it from who? Who did you hear it from? What was the example? And what was the character problem? Yeah. Uh, somebody said Micah Parsons had this pre-draft. I don't remember that a lot about Micah, but we didn't follow that as closely. Parsons reportedly, I saw this when he tweeted out the uh, Griner-Biden stuff. Uh -huh. Reportedly, Parsons had a locker room thing happen at Penn State Okay, that didn't get out as much as it probably sh would or should have with a guy of his magnitude, and that's what people pointed to. But, I mean, again... Even one is not enough. I need multiple examples. When you say right. character issues, being pissed in a practice and getting into a scuffle, that's football, man. That's sports. <laughs> it happens all the time. We almost fought playing horse in our office one time. <laughs> like, it's competition. It happens. But character issues, that would suggest to me that you've had a few run-ins with your team, coaches, etc. Kayvon Thibodeau, people texting, and he had this last year, too. He doesn't care about playing football. He's more into being doing media stuff and his brand and making money. He doesn't care about football. Has that ever has that come out at all this year? Because every time I watch him, he seems to be playing pretty hard, and he's having a pretty good rookie year. His sack so, numbers aren't great, but his pressure rate is phenomenal. Pressure he's rate's off year. the charts. So he's getting to the quarterback. He's just not finishing the sacks, and there's been no issues about him not working hard or not caring about football. I just... I 
don't know. I, this kind of stuff drives me nuts. I hate getting around draft season, and you just get these random reports. Jalen Carter is the latest one. I saw him play with my own eyes uh, in Atlanta, and he is one of the most physical dominant defensive linemen that I have ever seen. And so there's not much that would scare me away from taking that guy with a top three pick. we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. i got a fun walk down memory lane from this last season in college football. I meant to get to it yesterday. forgot, so we'll get to that today. Uh, we a little bit more on Thursday Night Football because we're excited for that game, and these two are heading up uh, to Seattle tonight to watch San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, we'll start, though, with Ken Barkley uh, from You Better You Bet. Get some gambling angles and tips heading into the weekend. Ken Barkley is next on the... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 